happening? What's going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Oh boy, oh boy, it's been quite the week so far. Um, just sitting down to do, obviously, Monday's show on a Wednesday. And it was because, uh, I'm not going to get too into detail, but I've been dealing with this like acid reflex thing. I had a bad acid reflex episode on Sunday night. And I mean, it kept happening through Sunday and Monday, and I, I pretty much couldn't talk like on Monday and then half of Tuesday. It was crazy. So for anyone who's ever dealt with any kind of acid reflex or GERD or anything like that, it can be, it's really crazy how much you can mess with your voice and all that kind of stuff in your esophagus and your throat. But either way, <laughs> either way, what's happening? We're back. We're back on a Wednesday doing Monday's show. Uh, on today's show, it's going to be a rather quick one, uh, at least for Monday. What we're going to do is we're going to do, obviously, the uh, record recap, what we did on the weekend. It was a bad weekend, too. Not a great weekend of the picks. So we're going to recap that on today's show. And then for the Tuesday show, I think we're going to do a like an NBA and NHL by the numbers. So kind of go against some or go over some against the spread numbers, straight up numbers, that kind of stuff for the Tuesday show. And then for the actual Wednesday show, what we're going to put out for today, I think I'm just going to give some picks out, like some midweek picks for the uh, NHL, maybe some MLB uh, tomorrow on Thursday. So we're going to get into all that in the next hour or two on these shows. But this one specifically for the records is not going to be too long. Um, let's get into it. So we were one in four on the weekend. Not a good weekend at all. Our only win was the Arizona Coyotes minus 140 against Anaheim on Saturday. Also on Saturday, we had the Vegas Golden Knights plus 115. That lost. And we had the Texas Rangers. They were at the Chicago Cubs. That lost as well. Both those were plus money. Texas was plus 105. Uh, Fast forward to Sunday. uh, The New York Mets minus 145. Couldn't come through against uh, the, the, the Marlins. I mean, it was not a great showing from the pitching staff, and uh, yeah, they lost at home. And then Atlanta also lost against the Padres, minus one fifteen. So Sunday zero and two, Saturday one and two for a one and four weekend. Not good at all. But uh, you know what? We'll rebound. Give some picks out later on this week. Hopefully, we uh, kind of get back. What does uh, Chris Farley say? Get back on the right track. But uh, yeah, uh, one and four on the weekend. All right. Before we get out of here. Um, I want to go over some of my thoughts on the Masters. The narrative coming away from the tournament this weekend was that the live players are underrated. Maybe look to play the live players in these group tournaments heading forward. And I want to be careful with that because we need to understand that two things. One, the live overall tournament is very, very, or live overall playing field is very weak compared to a typical PGA playing field. So, it's inflated. Whether these players are doing well or finishing middle of the pack or top, you know, top ten finishes, this is all inflated for the for the live tour. And the second thing is, very few of those stats are even published. I, I remember Brandel Chambly uh, leading up to this tournament talking on Dan Patrick show, on the Dan Patrick show, excuse me, and he was saying that he didn't even have access himself as part of the Golf Channel with these these live players stats and how they've been doing recently it it was up in the air now a lot of it is public but a lot of it's not and so with these live players yes i mean we knew that we knew in my opinion coming in that phil mickelson well he knows augusta very very well right i mean this is not a course where it favors these heavy hitters, these players who just get on the tee box and, and, you know, can drive it. This is very specific, special kind of golf course that Phil Mickelson knows how to play. Uh, same thing with uh, Brooks Kepka. I mean, he's, he's been there before. He hasn't always played well there, but he's been playing well lately too. So 
the, the, the takeaway isn't necessarily fade the live players. It's just let's not overreact because Brooks Kepka came in second and Phil tied for second and, and, and they did relatively well. Um, let's take it for what it is. These players are very good at this course. They know this course and maybe they were playing well, but we didn't have access to a lot of that stuff. And recently, does that mean automatically fade them in the future? No. Or does that mean automatically play them in the future? No. But uh, if you were hesitant to, to play these live players, maybe do take something away from that and, and don't be so you know hesitant in the future because the, the, the odds for a lot of these guys were very long heading into the tournament. So, all right. That does it for Monday's show. Uh, we'll be right back with Tuesday's podcast here in a few minutes, and uh, we'll talk to you then.